And we don't realize it. We don't realize now as adults that there's still guilt involved if we don't clean our plates. We don't. We don't even recognize that there's, there's another option most of the time. And those emotions, they reinforce our core beliefs. And so that underlying guilt or that underlying gratitude or that underlying you know thrill or whatever it happens to be, they're just going to keep that core belief cemented right within your brain. And I think you made a good point about the scarcity as well. Mm -hmm. It's like we eat thinking that if we don't clear our plates, we're never going to have another meal again. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast. Where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers. Ella here with my co-host. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Ella. I woke up on a really good note this morning. Yeah? Yeah. I want all our listeners to hear this too. You know how when a client tells you something and it just makes your day. Yes. There's nothing like it. It really isn't. It really isn't. And, and one of our intuitive food and fitness coaching program clients messaged me this morning and I thought I might as well share it with you right here on air. I won't say who it is, but you know, we'll leave it anonymous. Okay. Good morning. I just wanted to let you know how good I'm feeling. It is truly unbelievable how different I feel from the way I did a few weeks ago. I woke up feeling tired every day and couldn't wait till the time I could go back to sleep. Now I'm sleeping less, but waking up feeling so amazing. I literally feel like the Energizer Bunny. Anyway, (laughs) last week I was doubtful, but this week I'm a believer. Thank you. Oh, wow. I didn't start smiling ear to ear. It really, right? That's, yeah. Wow. We are in week two. Just to, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is week two. (laughs) So imagine where we're going to be in in another month. Right. And you know, when you are ready to move, you're ready to move forward. Yeah. And she was ready to move forward. She was. And I, I wrote her back and I said, you know what? I really really appreciate you. And this is, this is why she had doubts Mm -hmm. because who doesn't have doubts going into yet another program, another coaching program, right? You're a human being, you're going to have doubts because all the ones in the past have failed. So she went into it. She, she experienced this doubt, but she didn't let it get in the way of her doing the work anyway. Right. Right. She Mm -hmm. dove in head first, even with those doubts and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to follow this process. I'm going to trust in the process. You know, there's a leap of faith here, but let me give it my best shot. Yeah. And on week two, she's already the energizer bunny. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You bring up such an important point about doubt and the way that she's viewing this, you know, doubt is just another emotion. It's temporary. Just like, what a beautiful example of saying, you know what? I'm going to act anyway. I I can doubt. That's okay. But I'm going to act anyway. Amazing. Prime example of our self-empowerment coaching system to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can, you can have these thoughts just because you have a thought doesn't make it true. Yeah. In the words of Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) 
if I could quote you word for word. <laughs> you know, I did say that to Alex the other day. I was like, Alex, not every thought we have is true. And she rolled her eyes and walked away from me. And I was like, you're going to come back to that someday. And you're going to know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. those teenagers. Oh, those teenagers. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is an energizer bunny? Who? My grandmother. Your grandmother is an energizer bunny. Yes. Did you know she's turning 100 years old on Saturday? Oh my gosh. Yes. Seriously. And you're headed there. I am. I'm headed to Philadelphia to be a part of a huge celebration my family is throwing for Mimi. Most people call her Mimi. You know what they're doing even in the city? See, she was a she was in the waves, which was a division, the first female division of the military. It was in part of the Navy called the waves. And she was was in the waves. And so they're actually, I believe it's the the city that's actually throwing her a parade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what an honor. She's getting her parade and then we're having a big blowout pool party. This is my grandmother who's a hundred years old, still lives on her own and her magic medicine. She has one that I know of that is so strong and that's laughter. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. 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 We talk about quality of life, right? And getting older. And as long as the quality of life is there, I'll live as long as I need to. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of us say, oh, just, I don't, I don't want to get old. It's not about the age. It's not about the number. It's about still feeling good. And she, she's smiling and laughing almost every hour of the day. Oh, what an inspiration. Yeah. What an amazing role model you've had in her. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited for the trip. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? I, I haven't thought about it yet. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. You're going with the flow. Nothing wrong with that. Going with the flow. We'll get there when we get there, wherever there is. Well, you do have a a group coaching call as part of our program as well. We do. Yes, which is always fun. And speaking of the program, getting into today's topic, we always start with celebrations. A couple of our clients actually from this program had some wins last week. And I thought we should share that win. And one of them was, and I I should have read the exact post, but she basically said, I have broken free from the clean your plate cult is what she called it. Yes. Yes. She called it a cult. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How many of you guys out there are part of the cult? Because how many parents, when their kids growing up, I mean, I know when I was growing up, it was clean your plate or there's negative consequences or clean your plate and there's a positive reinforcement. It was still about cleaning your plate. Yes. Yes. I can remember linking cleaning my plate with, or not cleaning my plate with gratitude. You Mm. know, if I didn't clean my plate, then I was, I was being ungrateful. If I didn't clean my plate, then I was taking from somebody else, which of course is a scarcity mindset, but yeah, so many of us were programmed in that way. Yeah. And if you think about that, it just is, I mean, really, it makes no sense. No, (laughs) If you don't clear your plates, if there's still food on the leftover, that food is not going to a hungry child. 
No, it's going to the garbage disposal or the trash can. It isn't going somewhere else. No, it's either getting disposed of in our bodies or getting mm-hmm. disposed of. So it's not about, it's not, not about that. I don't know. Right. That has just become a thing parents say too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So then there's guilt involved. Right. And there's all sorts of, you know, when we talk about subconscious programming, there's all sorts of emotional connections to eating and our way of eating and all of those messages that we received. So to actually say I've broken free of this is really quite remarkable. It's huge. It's huge because you have to be aware of it. And then you have to be very intentional about figuring out when this is occurring to take a pause when you eat, which is something we do, you know, every day, multiple times a day, every day of our lives, right? right? And it's just on automatic to first understand where it's coming from is important. You know, we're not about like looking into the past and, and analyzing it and spending a lot of time there, but right. we are about understanding where these things are coming from, understanding our programming. And that's current, right? That the programming is still with us today. So it's about understanding where you are today to, to start to make some changes to Very that programming. True. So true. So true. And we don't realize it. We don't realize now as adults that there's still guilt involved if we don't clean our plates. We don't. We don't even recognize that there's, there's another option most of the time. And those emotions, they reinforce our core beliefs. And so that underlying guilt or that underlying gratitude or that underlying, you know, thrill or whatever it happens to be, they're just going to keep that core belief cemented right within your brain. So. And I think you made a good point about the scarcity as well. Mm-hmm. It's like we eat thinking that if we don't clear our plates, we're never going to have another meal again. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> right? That's so true. That is so true. When we started working together, I remember th- having that thought of, you know what, sometimes I don't even want the avocado chocolate pie. I don't even want it, but I'm afraid if I don't eat it, I'll never come across one again, you know? And, and that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. You think you're missing out. And, and again, this is not necessarily conscious thought, but that's why Mm -hmm. it's so important to eat mindfully. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so cliche now, you know, eat mindfully, but no, no, no. This is, we're very serious here. When we say that mindful eating is really the key to building a healthy relationship with food. So true. You know, Mm -hmm. because when we eat mindfully, we take that pause and I'm going to stop here and challenge everybody listening right now. If you take away one piece of homework from this, it's to slow it down with your food. and. Chew every bite, and I, this sounds a little disgusting, but chew every bite to a paste before mm-hmm. swallowing. And some people like to count at first because that keeps your head, you know, conscious, keeps your mind conscious. So count to 20 to 30 chews, at least at first, you know, and eventually this becomes habit. This is not work forever, right. but we really do have our clients not only really practice chewing your food to a paste, but also taking away the distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taste every single bite, you know, really experience the food that you're eating. Yes. And our other client who, who talked about getting out of this cult talked about how for the first time in a very long time, she ate 
without distraction, not in front of her TV. She was mindful. She was conscious every bite she took and she ended up with leftovers. <laughs> yeah. And she knew that that would never have happened. Right. She right. She even went into it thinking the portion size was going to be too little. Yes. Which I think is amazing because she said she got just over half of halfway done. And she was like, Oh, you know what? I don't really want another bite. So really a very big shift. Absolutely. And then I, I, you know, we don't talk about counting calories and macros, but calories and macros exist, right? And they do. <laughs> they, do. they are a reality. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and if you do think about how, just how many calories you'll save, you will not consume day after day when you're eating mindfully and stopping when you're actually satisfied, that adds up to a lot. And when we talk about, you know, weight loss as a side effect, you're eating less, you're eating because you're being mindful about it, you're eating more nutrient dense foods Mm -hmm. and you're eating less calories and you're really paying attention to what your body needs and how much it needs because our bodies are so smart. They tell us, they tell us and we ignore them time and time again. (laughs) Right. So doing this day after day, there's only one thing that's going to happen. You will lose weight as a side effect of eating mindfully. Right. But it takes work at the beginning. And I think that's, that's a lot of people aren't ready to go there. I think so too. I remember having a client once and she just said, well, I'm just so bored. Mm, yes. You know, I'm, I'm so bored when I don't read or, or watch TV or work <laughs> during, during my meals. That was a real sticking point for her. But what a great awareness too. Yes. It's not now, it's not just about the food. It's about oh, well, why are you bored? What's the, you know, what's behind all of that? And why can't you sit with the boredom? Why is eating not an experience? Mm. Yeah. Lots of information. It is. And you know what? Bored is a word that I've eliminated from my vocabulary. I keep eliminating words. But eventually there's not going to be any words left, I think. But, <laughs> you know, that, the vocabulary police, which we should call something more positive. Well, I own my vocabulary police status. You're liking it? I'm totally okay with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I am a vocabulary fine police, but <laughs> <laughs> vocabulary police. No, but words like should and can't and I don't have time and boredom because if we're bored, wow, that's just, that means there's something needs to fill that space and it doesn't necessarily need to be action. Right. It can be being present mm-hmm. is a form of action in a way. Yeah. You know, so I think of, I think of eating as a type of meditation in a way when you're eating mindfully, right. And an opportunity to take care of yourself. So thinking yeah. of it as a form of self-care, which is the same client, I believe she talked about that realization that she had at one time in the program, she said, I just realized that I'm going to start looking at food, at eating as a form of self-care mm-hmm. and how much more attention we can give something that we know is, is a form of self-care is really a big deal. It's a huge deal because I think we think of food in so many different ways that are really not conducive to, you know, to our well-being. 
in any way. We think of food as entertainment, even though it's pleasurable, it doesn't have to be entertainment. We think of food as just, you know, we got to just shove it in our bodies because it's time to eat. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can think about. And if you're bored when you're eating, I think you bring up a huge point. We really need to consider what is it that you really think about food? What's making your meal boring? Mm. Yes. And if it's boring to eat, then why do we eat so damn much? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, we eat Good so point. damn much because we're doing something else at the same time. Right. We are not in the experience. Yeah. Just shoveling it in, hoping to fill a void. And of course, that's not about food. You know, and realistically speaking, we're not talking about you can never work while you're eating. Right. This right. is let's let's put this in perspective. It's just said at the very beginning, if you are committed to learning how and becoming practiced at eating mindfully and chewing your food to a pace, then we've got to be there in the conscious mind. Yes. Because we're breaking an old habit. We're breaking an old program. And that takes conscious effort. Yeah. We've got to be in our conscious mind, aware, observing. Mm-hmm. And we've got to do that over and over again until it becomes the new programming for you. Your yeah. new subconscious programming, what is on automatic, is chewing your food to a pace. This was a yeah. huge game changer for me in my journey when I learned to do this. And when I took that time and spent, you know, a few weeks of really paying attention at every single meal. Yeah. It did become automatic. And now I do eat lunch. I I admit I eat lunch in front of my computer quite a bit during the day. At this point, it is automatic for me to always chew every bite and to pay attention. So I, I'm able to to do it. I don't suggest doing that while you're learning. But just know that it's this is, does not mean you have to take you know thirty minutes and sit by yourself in a chair and just focus on the food for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You really and when you're forming any new habit, you really have to get rid of the distractions. This is true, and this you know it all goes back to the self empowerment coaching system, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. episode seven, because this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about observing our thoughts, observing those feelings, you know, whether that feeling be, I'm, I feel bored. Okay. Let's figure that out. It was just kind of what we just went through that process of, of figuring it out out loud, right. but this is what we do in our minds and say, well, okay, what, why am I feeling bored? What am I thinking about that makes this boring? And how can I create new thoughts, new beliefs around eating that will allow me to now appreciate mm-hmm that time. Yes. You know, it's all about the lens that you you're looking through. Yeah. You get to change that lens. Mm. That's powerful. That It is powerful. All right. So you guys, you have your homework and we'd love to hear about it. You know, we are accepting new people into the empowered vegan life Facebook group that we have. We're kind of revamping this group right now. It's going through a metamorphosis (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to be doing weekly live trainings in there all all for free. So we will put the link in to join the Empowered Vegan Life Facebook group. We hope to see you there. We will be talking about these topics. We've got over 6,000 people in that group. So finding a a buddy to be accountable to when you're learning to change your habits, when you're learning to eat mindfully, for example, you know, having that accountability buddy can be, can be huge 
Yes. We've, we've got plenty of people that are looking for accountability buddies in that group. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So definitely join us there. All right, you guys. See you next time. Until next time. 